Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. As always, we're so glad that you spent some time with us. I'm Brad. She's Mikkel. What's going on? I'm ready. Let's do this. So on Real Talk, we like to do trivia, and you're sitting in the contestant's seat today. Are you ready? Christmas songs, lyric trivia. Do you feel good about that? I feel good as long as you sing the line. That's not going to happen. I mean, Here we I go. I the tune. Let's start you off easy. How many times does Santa check his list? Twice. Oh, good. That's, that's an easy one. All right. Um, let's talk about the Grinch. In the song about the Grinch, it says the Grinch is as cuddly as a what? I know this isn't right, but cucumber popped into my head. No, there is, I think there is something in that song about a cucumber. But no. Cactus? Yes! Ding, okay. ding, ding, Cactus, that's good. <laughs> You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Um, if you said good tidings to you and all of your... That's one syllable. Good tidings to you and all of your... Jenny, play the song. Oh, would you, would you drop yeah. that in there for her to hear it? Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Kin, your kin. Uh. Why do you want your two front teeth? Because they fell out. No! Because you went at, oh my <laughs> So they fell out? <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth so I could... Wish you Merry Christmas! Nice! Really good. In Winter Wonderland, the song Winter Wonderland, mm -hmm. what kind of bird has gone away? Turtle dove. <laughs> no, a turtle dove. I think you're missing mixing Christmas songs. It's a bluebird. Gone away is the bluebird. See if you would be singing this, I'd be nailing. All right, last one. In it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. This is obscure. In beginning, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. What do Janice and Jen want for Christmas? Dollies. Dolls. Yeah, dolls <laughs> that will talk and go for a walk. Does it'll talk and we'll go for a walk as the hope of Janice and Jen. You did all right. I did okay. Good job. <laughs> so it's December and it doesn't feel like Christmas, but Christmas is coming, right? It's a weird year. But I thought, hey, it's okay, it's bizarre. So let's like kind of go back to basics. Let's talk about Jesus. Like let's just focus on the simple stuff of Jesus. That's and also because it's a weird year. I thought, let's talk about the weird stuff in Jesus' story. Because there's actually a lot of weird stuff in the Christmas story. When you read the, the Christmas narratives in Matthew and Luke, there's some weird Super stuff in weird. there, right? So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about here on Real Talk, what's weird in the Christmas story. So I want to start today. I want to talk about Jesus' family. Okay, so Matthew 2 has a genealogy of Jesus' family. And I'm going to read just some of the names that jump out to me as I read through. It's kind of long, but here's some of the names. Part of Jesus' family tree. Abraham, Isaac, Judah, Tamar, Rahab, David, Solomon, a whole bunch of evil kings, and, and of course his, his mother, Mary. And when I read that, I'm surprised by the messiness of it. Because we know some of their stories, right. right? So Abraham, like way back when, I mean, Abraham pretty much sold off his wife to an Egyptian king. I mean, he lied about all kinds of stuff. He slept with his mistress. like. Pretty messed up. His son does the same. I mean, David did mm -hmm. had someone murdered and committed adultery. Solomon had like 700 wives. I mean, weird stuff in Jesus's family. What do you hear when you think about Jesus's family? 
Sounds not that different from a lot of our families. Probably right. even worse. Right. And yeah, we would expect him to come from this lineage of perfection and cleanliness and straight lines. Right. Yeah, instead he's got some stuff where like around the dinner table at Christmas, there's some past, there's some baggage there, right? So why doesn't he come, the savior of the world can come to any family. Why doesn't he come to a proper family, a royal family, at least a dignified, well-respected family? What, what does that say to you? Yeah, I think it says a lot. So immediately he's much more relatable than That's true. That's this, good. this picture of someone who we do typically paint as perfect. He is perfect in every way, but to think of him coming from this messiness, we can all relate to that. We all have this messiness. Sure. And I think he wants that. He wants us to be able to relate to him. How else can we go to him and feel any level of comfort? How else we go to him thinking that he can relate to us at all? Actually, what I hear in that, which I think is so unique from all these other lists in the Bible, you see all these other long chapters with genealogy lists, and what pops out about this one is the fact that they mentioned women. Oh, right. Which in this patriarchal society, I think is... Yeah, where it's usually the son of, the son yep. of, the lots son of, the son of. Lots of dads, lots of sons. Yep. You don't really hear much about the women. And so oh, I think it'd yeah. be easy to assume that, well, these women must have been super stand-up women. Like oh, right, highly right, respected right. in society. But... You do a little digging and there's all kinds of messiness to go with the rest oh, of the yeah. men. Like we have prostitution. We have... Yeah. Um, Tamar. Tamar. Tricks her father-in-law to make babies with him. <laughs> yeah, whoa. I mean, even look at Mary and how, mm. like, every single one of those women that are mentioned, I'm sure were social outcasts at some oh, yeah. point in their life. Even Mary, on, on this side of history, we oh, here's this sweet young girl. Absolutely. But teenage mom at the time, and if she tells everybody this is... Lock. Yeah, tells everybody, oh, it's God's baby, it's okay. Like, now they're she not, just sounds crazy. Right, they're not buying that. So, yeah. yeah, so even for her, like there's a lot of shame in all those instances and actually sexual shame in all of those. Right, exactly. So add that next layer to it of, I mean, throughout history, I think it's fair to say in those stories, women are the ones who typically get feel the pain of being oh. cast aside, have right. the shame associated with right. them. I feel like we see that even today. So I look at that and I think, why in the world would he mention that? He didn't have, I mean, it was weird that he even brought the women into it. Like, what's yeah. his, what is his point But there? those women in particular. Yeah. So, so to what me, is he's point? like holding up this mirror and saying, you're important. You're still worthy. Oh. Don't, like, all that shame that you're being associated, that you're putting on yourself, that others are putting on you. Like, I see you as worthy. I see you as important. Oh, I can good. still use you. I will still use you. You're still part of my story. All right. Like, okay, Rahab, who's a prostitute, could easily be written off in history as this almost meaningless person. But God goes, no, even though your story is a little, it's a little messy, you're going to play a role in... The Messiah. The greatest story. Oh, good point. I like that. That's really cool. It's, it strikes me that like so many of us are, we go into the holidays and we're honestly stressed out about the family drama. And it kind of feels like, oh, we're not alone. Like even Jesus had family drama. Right. Even Jesus was embarrassed by grandma and grandpa or, you know, weird uncles or whatever. That's so fascinating how relatable he is. Yeah. That's cool. You know, one of the things that strikes me is that, you know, it's like with COVID and even that we're going into the winter and maybe in the summer it was like, 
just have a different attitude in the summer. You could be outdoors, you could be active. We're going into the winter and it's going to be cold and dark. And just how messy that is, how lonely that is. And just as for, I don't know if you're watching, maybe you're just kind of feeling lonely going into it. I think that there's something relatable about like Jesus's life was a mess too and frustrating and it wasn't clean. I don't know, there's something in that for me. Yeah, that we can go to him and look how he, how did he live through that? What does yeah. he model for us out of that? That I think we all have to readjust our expectations going to this Christmas. I mean, we've been doing yeah. that for the last, what, 10 months yeah, now yeah. is readjusting our expectations. So even as we approach Christmas, we have to enter into it knowing that it's going to look different from other years. So where, where, where can you realign your priorities and, and this now more than ever, make this season really about who it's supposed to be about. And, yeah. And how Because it is going to be unexpected, how it plays out, right? Yeah. It is going to be somewhat unexpected. But if you think about Jesus, he was unexpected. They wanted a king. They wanted a, a, a ruler, a, a military man. But they got Jesus. An unexpected, yes, but beautifully mm -hmm. unexpected. It actually worked out better, right? So maybe our Christmas isn't going to look like what we want it to look like. And maybe it's going to be messy, but it could be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I had one thought just to, just to share with you all. It's like we are going into winter and it's sort of this dark season and it can be lonely and you're in your home and it can you can feel shut off. So I just, I mean, maybe it feels like a commercial, but I just want to remind you, we have a lot of resources for you here at Faith Church. We have a whole counseling department that would love to talk with you and encourage you. And, you know, we have care groups that are meeting, of course, like small, small groups. groups. Yeah, and you, there's different ways that every small group is meeting. There's, depending on your comfort level of meeting in person or meeting in virtual, but I think absolutely there's one thing that we've learned over the last 10 months is the importance of community and having yeah. that connection and going into a cold winter season and feeling like you still have the warmth of people around you. It's good. So I don't know. I, I We look at the story. We look at the family of Jesus. For me, the takeaway is like this messiness that we live in and that we're currently living in it's unexpected. We never saw this coming and Christmas is coming and we have something in our mind we want it to be. It's not going to be that, but maybe something beautiful can still happen. Absolutely. Something great can come out of it, right? Good. You got to do better on your trivia for next time. <laughs> Warm up your singing pipes. <laughs> See you next time on Real Talk.